drawing room over here. You made it. Oh, come on through. Do you fancy drink? What's your tipple? Sometimes you get a stroke of genius at unlikely times. Sometimes it's in the shower while you're cooking dinner. My brain does its best thinking while surrounded by a motorcycle helmet. Maybe your best thinking happens in the wee hours. One night, musician Catherine Britt was overcome with a sense of urgency after a couple of wines, it must be said, and sent a message to longtime friend and muso Lachlan Bryan saying they should make sweet, sweet music together. Some might have questioned the late night text, not Lachlan. He agreed and the pleasures were formed. Their new album, Beginning of the End, has just been released. Welcome to you both. <laughs> Thank well, you. What an intro. Thanks. Yeah. So you get to collaborate in 2021. It's the middle of COVID. Everything's terrible. Mm. Uh, you live in different cities. Mm. And Catherine, you were going through a divorce and like many songwriters found this a bit of a source of inspiration. Yeah, I think, you know, music's good for that. It's really great um, it's good therapy. Yeah. It's good to get things off your chest that way. Um, and there's nothing better when you're going through something like a divorce than friends and wine, you know. I think <laughs> those two things are what fixes most people. But I was lucky to have friends that I could also write songs with and um, made it feel even better to get those, some of those things and those thoughts and feelings off my chest and, um, you know, even better with a male who can pretend to be the person I'm yelling at in the songs. Um, <laughs> a punching bag. <laughs> yeah, yeah, let's say that. But a nice punching bag. I'm not um, – I think it's, you know, we've both been in these – so many people have, you know, we've all gone through breakups, we've all had heartbreak, we've all – been through these situations, so it's a very relatable subject, for, unfortunately and fortunately for us. There is a long history, Lachlan, of amazing country breakup songs. I'm thinking mm. uh, I Will Always Love You, uh, mm -hmm. Dolly Parton, uh, Give It Away, George Strait. Mm. Uh, but this is very much a divorce album, if you like. What's the difference that you're trying to convey here? Well, I, I don't know that, that we were trying necessarily, but what's what's happened, I guess, is that, you know, we've got a breakup album that kind of fights back with itself, you know, like... Uh, a call and uh, response. Yeah, I, th I think, you know, you, the, the, like you said, there's a great history in all kinds of music of breakup songs. It's one of the things that we like to sing about most. Uh, but we don't really get... Uh, they don't get answered, you know. It's one-sided. It's one, yeah, one person's I mean, account. I mean, Taylor Swift mm. doesn't doesn't get the uh, the ex-boyfriends fighting back in the songs. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> unfortunately, Catherine Britt for for Catherine Britt, she does get, get <laughs> they do fight back. So uh, I mean, that's I think where it's a little different to uh, to to you know, and and not intentionally so. It it just that was the way we started writing and and if i've learned anything about uh the creative process it's to not get in the way so so that we we didn't get in the way of ourselves we didn't think about it too much we just let that happen you seem to have fallen into quite a routine writing this album uh dinners more wine it must be said uh you know a gig here chats with strangers at the pub and then home late for a writing session was was there something sort of cathartic maybe therapeutic about this work <clears throat> given what you both were going through yeah, for sure. I think it's a definitely a method that neither of us had done before for an album, which was cool because it was something new to challenge yourself. I think by the end of the couple of days of writing and recording this album, we were both just totally mentally uh, and physically exhausted. But, you know, it, it was a really cool process because it 
well, I'd never done anything like that before. I've done live albums, but I've never written the song and then gone in immediately and recorded a song. You know, you kind of sit on a song for six to 12 months and write the rest of the album and then go make the whole album together in a week. You know, we, we just did it totally differently. And I think that's part of the magic of the record. You know, it's so in that moment of when you first write a song and you're inspired and you can hear the bass part and you can hear how the song's going to sound. And we didn't let it grow from there. It just was the original inspiration in the moment. And I think there's something special about mm. that, you know, something to be said like for... A, a really productive bender. Mm. Essentially, <laughs> you know? I've heard a lot of benders. A constructive bender. Uh, yeah. but, but they're not that That's productive or constructive. <laughs> Instructive <Yeah>. sometimes. <laughs> and hence the late night phone call. You've got to get it while it's fresh, I suppose. So That's right. Inspiration. If you just join me on RN Drive, the band, the pleasures are here. They're about to play for you in Studio 240. Catherine, of course, you hail from Newcastle, mm. New South Wales. This is a, a town uh, known for its music scene. Uh, growing up around you, there would have been Silverchair, mm. The Screaming Jets, who are recently playing in Studio 240. Ah. Uh, it was a pretty exciting time to be coming up, in musically speaking. Yeah, when I was growing up, it was really exciting. You know, I guess even back in the industry days when there was, you know, the BHP was there, it was such a music, you know, gritty music town you know, rock bands broke in Newcastle, famously. So And things got broken. Uh, and things uh, got broken way, in yeah. Newcastle, yeah, like um Star Hotel. But um look, it it was a scene to definitely inspire a young up and coming singer songwriter who, you know, really just saw things like that. I mean Silver Chair, one of our greatest bands, you know, we've ever created in, in Australia and they're from my hometown and proudly so. So I think, you know, it was definitely inspiration for me as a little girl, for sure. You know, you can't you can't ignore that coming up in music. That, you can't wash that tattoo people. off. Yeah, uh, absolutely. New Year's for life. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And Lachlan, I read that you were finding inspiration in this production to sort of feed into your other musical work with The Wilds. I, I guess uh, I, I've been... I, I, I suppose it's about getting that inspiration from one musical outlet and then transferring it to another. Is, oh, is definitely. That, uh, uh, you know, I, th- I think it's been an interesting process because people keep asking me, you know, what what makes a pleasure song and what makes a wild song? And I, I think uh, the the answer is really the, the pleasure songs can't exist without the two of us. They really need the two of We wrote them together uh they they need the two of us to be in the room not only to sing them uh, and play them but also we needed to be in the writing room together uh i say the writing room like that exists the writing room <laughs> is a bedroom or or you know my lounge room kitchen. or whatever yeah. kitchen but um but with the wilds you know we we we're a bunch of you know there's there's probably nearly 20 people that are, have been or are in the wilds from you know year to year or, or month to month and so we have a and and everyone's free to contribute so you know there's songs on a wilds record that have uh come from from you know the bass player and the guitar player hanging out on their own without me anywhere near it you know so it's a very different process and and uh and the wilds records probably don't uh they're, they're not as much of a single-minded uh beast as, as this record so i mean and i like doing both things you know they're very they exercises different sides of, of your creativity i guess because this music really has a different texture it, you know it's mischievous it's it's reckless it's stomping it's swaggering and that's what we're about to hopefully hear it sounds like a lot of fun to play it is fun yeah i think it's nice for you know um me being traditionally you know country americana you know 
almost folk sometimes. Like I'm really in that world of more gentle, like my famous, most famous songs are ballads. So to jump into a, a rock band, essentially, that's what it really has become. When we play live, it's very, very rock and it's, I'm on electric guitar. It's totally out of my comfort zone and I love it. You know, I love that I get on stage and I'm like, what am I doing? And and I can't remember these songs because they're brand new and it's scary and exciting and um, the fact that everyone feels that energy when we're on stage that, you know, we're just as excited to be doing it and being in that moment, it's just, it it's palpable. It feels really special and it feels like a really exciting thing to be a part of. So, yeah. It's funny that word Americana because, you know, I'm loath to say that there isn't a better term because Australiana might mean something else. Yeah. But, but Americana is actually a breed of chicken. I don't know. I don't know if you know, but that's where the, word, the word came from. So okay. do we need a better term for the kind of storytelling that we do in Australia, which does borrow from the Americana style? I think, honestly, I'm sorry to jump in, Lachlan. No, but I'm glad you did. I, it's, <laughs> it's had so many different names. I mean, for a while it was alt country and then roots, um, you know, blues and roots. Uh, I don't know. It's had so many different things. And I think it just got to a point where artists like Brenny Carlisle and um, Alison Krauss and Buddy and Julie Miller and people like that, listen to Williams, Steve Earle, mm. they didn't want to be called country anymore because I guess they're nothing like what, country music looks like today. Also, some of them, like Lucinda Williams, kind of re- revolted against the politics, as in like the, the capital P politics of country music. Yeah, well, it's very different. I mean, it's it's a totally different world. Nashville and that scene, which, you know, we're very much a part of as well in some other ways, um, is, is a very different scene to the Americana scene. It's... Um, it really is just its own little world and it's and it's great because it's kind of like they've found their own little group together in this off-siding space, you know, like they they didn't really feel like they fit anywhere. So they're like, well, let's make ourselves fit somewhere and let's create a genre called Americana that everything, sums everything up, you everything, know, blues, roots, yeah. Exactly. And the best yeah. music, like in a lot of forms of art, happens at the margins, not in the centre. I think so. Enough categorisation. <laughs> let's do some stomping sure. and mischievous, reckless music playing. Uh, you're going to play a song off the album, The Beginning of the End. Which song are you going to play? Tell me about well, it. Well, I, th- I think given uh, your request, Quest for for stomping uh, and the fact that we have with us one acoustic guitar, mm. uh, I, th- I think we'll we'll probably play the title track, the beginning of the end, uh, it, and uh, it, it stumps a little li- a little more with uh, with electric guitars and drums. But we'll try. I'll, I'll stomp as hard as I can. You will. You will. It'll be felt around the country. Catherine yeah. Brice and Lachlan Bryan of the Pleasures have been my guests. They're just releasing their new album, The Beginning of the End, and they're playing the Gimpy Muster on Saturday, August twenty sixth. So nice to see you both. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thanks. Who say man just asking for a friend? I knew, baby, you had some time to spend. So I started you on whiskey. You finished me on wine. You let that fire burn freely Like sparks on turpentine Oh, but I'd do it all again Oh, there's nothing to defend 
I think that was the beginning of the end well, I lay freely when you took me home to bed And I believe it was the best I ever slept Woke me in the morning, make sure I was alive. Questioned every moral on which I do survive. Oh, that I'd do it all again. Search for The Drawing Room on the ABC Listen app or wherever you get your podcasts.